Imagine all your audio entertainment available in just one place. That's what the Audible app is all about. With Audible, you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. Audible has an incredible selection of wellness titles and originals, like The Light Podcast by Michelle Obama, Work It Out by Mel Robbins, and Confidence Gap by Russ Harris. Membership includes access to Audible originals, podcasts, and tons of audiobooks that you can download or stream as much as you want. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title per month from an ever-growing catalog of titles to keep. The Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere, whether you're traveling, working out, doing chores, wherever your day takes you. New members can try Audible now free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash motivation or text motivation to 500-500. That's audible.com slash motivation or text motivation to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi guys, it's Mari and you're listening to The Pursuit of Wellness. What's up guys and welcome to today's episode of The Pursuit of Wellness podcast with Sophia Franklin. I first met Sophia when she interviewed me on her show, I think a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, and she is absolutely hilarious, super entertaining, so funny, like comedian level funny, but there's so much depth to Sophia, and I felt like we really got into that today. I got to hear about childhood trauma, growing up in a Mormon society, healing from cancel culture her journey with therapy, abandonment issues, and more. Now, I do want to add a small warning that this is one of my, this is my raunchiest episode that I've ever done. Way more explicit than you've probably heard from my other episodes, but that definitely is Sophia's brand and who she is as a person. And it was really fun to sit down and laugh with her. But if you have kids in the room, maybe relocate yourself or listen to this episode a bit later because there is a lot of cursing and a lot of explicit language. Just wanted to warn you guys. That being said, I really think you will enjoy it. If you are related to me in some way, which I'm sure you're not because my family doesn't listen to this show, please tune off now because it's a bit too inappropriate for you guys. I'm so sorry. Okay. Anyway, you guys will love this episode. Let's get into it. Sophia Franklin. Hi. How are you? I'm going to hype you up for a sec. <laughs> okay, do it. I wrote you a haiku. I'm kidding. <laughs> to <be> like, <laughs> no fucking way. That would be incredible, by the way. You should do that with every guest. Should I? Yes. How much work, though? But how long is a haiku? Isn't it like four or five lines? Yeah. Isn't <laughs> that the point? Yeah. Okay. Today on the show, we have a fan favorite, <laughs> a podcaster, sex symbol, an icon. She's real, raw, candid and isn't afraid to say exactly what she thinks Sophia with an F um I'm crying that was the best introduction I've ever had sex symbol sex symbol sex you know what's funny I ran this intro by my husband and my assistant and Uh both of them were like yeah stop it leave it in really yeah 
Okay, I feel so flattered. Like, <laughs> my ego just is through the roof now. She came in here with a Kelly bag. Yeah, I'm going to start treating people like shit. Between the bag <laughs> between the bag, and you saying I'm a sex symbol, like, it's done. I mean, look at it. I know. It's gorgeous. It's really cute. Guys, by the way, if you can't see the visual, I walked in here with a Kelly bag. <laughs> the bag entered the room before Sophia did, and we were all like, oh. Yeah. Everyone greeted the Hermes bag before they greeted me. And now it's propped up on the table and for everyone to see. Kelly, how are we doing? I didn't know that there was a difference between a Kelly. I thought a Kelly was a Birkin. Right. But it's not. No. So Hermes, they have the Birkin, which is the one that everyone knows. And then they have the Kelly and they all come in different sizes. And it used to be... By the way, I just would like to preface, I'm about to sound like an obnoxious, rich as fuck bitch, which is not the case, okay? I'm a, I am had I had a trade-in. This kind of isn't true, but kind of true. I might do it. I was dating a guy who gifted me a Birkin. Stop. And I, it's too big, okay? You said, take it back. <laughs> it's too big, Sophia. No, but... I like to be financially savvy and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to justify buying this Kelly by trading in the bag he got me. I'm dying. Have I done it yet? No. Is that rude to So you do? have both right now. I have both right now. So you're just like cash. You're loaded up I'm right now. I'm loaded. You could put the Kelly inside the Birkin. I could. That's how big. The, the, the Birkin is like I could jump inside of it. It's a big boy. Are you kidding? Yes. But back to what I was saying, the Kelly... Now the Kelly and a lot like a lot of them are more expensive than the Birkin. Interesting. It, it depends on the size and blah, blah, blah. I'm really into this bag. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank You're you. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on, though, because by the way, Mari came on to my show, Sophie and F, and killed it. And mm-hmm. all of my listeners, my sleuths were obsessed with you. Well, you were a big inspiration for me to start a show. Right. You told you literally insisted that I did. Yes. I so now that. I'm here. Guys, the reason she has this show and the reason we're sitting here is me. Period. She's taking full credit. Thank you, Sophia, <laughs> for making me get a show. Of course. So I ask all of my guests, mm-hmm. if an Uber driver were to ask you what you do, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> I own a book. <laughs> See, I own an Hermes Kelly bag, actually, too. Can you imagine? That'd be amazing. Actually, too. I can't even answer that question when an interviewer asks me, let alone an Uber driver. You know what I mean? Do you just skip over it? I think I say I work in entertainment. Okay. And, and then a whole slew of questions like, oh, are you an actress? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I say, I have a podcast. I have a clothing line. I, I need to get way better. I need to come up with like a solid, just inspiring, good elevator pitch. Yes. Because you get yes. a whole slew of questions. You like what I did there? I really thought you were doing that. I know. That was that was really fucking good. What do you say? I say I'm in the fitness industry, which like isn't a good summary of what I do at all. People assume you're a personal trainer. Yes, immediately. Mm -hmm. And then when I say no, they're like, why not? Right. Which is crazy. And you're like, but I am. Because you know what? I actually get intimidated to say what I really do. Intimidated in what way? Like if a man is like, what do you do? And I say, oh, I own a company. Right. The way that they look at you is just not right. the vibe. Like, I'd rather just keep it to myself. Like, they're kind of like, so you're lying, but I'm going to Yeah, no, you they think you're like- lying. <laughs> fully. Like, they would probably think you and I were lying. No, I know. That's true. Because Sloop Media is the company that I do my podcast and everything under, right? Mm-hmm. 
I would never say, oh, I own a media company. I own Sloop Media. You... I, I wouldn't. Hello. And then they ha- and then they would ask, what's this? What's Sloop? Like, and then is- we would be into the whole Sloop <laughs> definition. Right. And then I have to say, you know, it's a play on the word slut. And then by that time, <laughs> the Uber driver is like, you're lying. You're there's something wrong with you. You're on drugs and, you know, get out. And of then the you're car. kicked out of the Uber. At this yeah. Point. Yes. I feel like a lot of us know present day Sophia. Uh-huh. You are very entertaining. Everyone knows you for your podcast. Right. But I feel like not a lot of us know you prior to your public oh, image. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So can we talk about growing up? Yes. Childhood trauma? Oof. Give us all the tea. Do you have 24 hours? Because, yeah, I do. Um, I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> That's actually a really great question. I feel like most podcasts I go on, it's like, you know, superficial, like whatever. So I, I actually really like that. So I was born and raised in Utah. Yeah. Which very has a highly, highly concentrated population of LDS people, which is Mormons. But do you know what a Mormon is, right? Sophia, I went to prom with a Mormon. I wait, dated a Mormon what? in high school. No, you didn't. I dated a Mormon. Where wait, where did you grow up? I grew up in Scarsdale, just okay. outside the city. We had one Mormon kid in our school and I dated him. Okay. And how was that? He like wouldn't touch you? No. Would not touch you, right? No. no. And I didn't, I didn't know why. <laughs> Truly. Like now I get it. But at the time yeah. I was like, I guess I'm doing something wrong. Like this guy's so oh my straight God. edge. Yeah. You're like, I'm sexy. Like what's wrong with you? But that religion is very, very conservative. Don't show your shoulders. You know, they wear garments underneath all their clothing. No caffeine. No sex until marriage. No, but it's just very conservative in that way. And my grandparents were Mormon. Mm. And my mom was born and raised in Argentina, came over when she was, I don't know, 17. And threw me in private school, private Catholic school. So it was this very bizarre upbringing because if you went to a private Catholic school compared to this Mormon state, yeah. The kids that go to private Catholic school are like, it's like a counterculture. So they're mm. fucking insane. So like it was kind of a rivalry in a way? Or a, just super a little different? Bit, a, not a, rivalry is a kind of way to say it, but it's kind of like you're either super, super, you know, on the left side and very conservative and, you know, or you are on the complete right side where you are doing drugs and fucking and I was out of control. Okay. Let me I was let me just let me just this is a statement. This this will make it very clear. I was smoking oxycotton in high school. Is that a laundry oil. detergent? <laughs> what is that? Mari, please I I mean maybe you could smoke laundry detergent. I don't know. Should we try it? What is oxycontin? That is so fucking funny no there is a laundry detergent that is there not (laughs) is there not a laundry detergent someone tell us what that laundry detergent is oxyclean sophia was smoking laundry detergent i was fucking wild i was smoking my mom's laundry detergent no i oxycontin is a very intense painkiller and you can smoke that you can smoke a lot of things you this can, is very educational yes, for me. Yeah. So the Oxycontin is a it's it's like a lore tab, but I think maybe like more potent. Okay. It's intense. It's like what they give you if you have back surgery and you're recovering. 
If you've heard my transformation story, you know one thing I recommend to absolutely everybody is having healthy habits every single day. One of the main healthy habits that I never, never skip is my Bloom Greens. If you haven't heard of us, you've probably seen us on your TikTok feed. We have a big green B on the front of our labels. Everyone's making their greens from students to nurses to teachers. They're absolutely incredible. My husband and I formulated them back in 2019. I wanted an all-in-one supplement that was full of my fruits and veggies so I could get in all of my nutrients in the day plus probiotics. And the key was to make them taste absolutely amazing. They come in five delicious flavors. Mango is my current favorite. The key with the greens is to take them daily. That's how you see the best results. They keep your gut healthy, which affects absolutely everything from metabolism to bloat to skin to digestion to energy and so much more. I have some very exciting news. Greens are now available in Target stores nationwide. From the beginning, Greg and I felt like the Bloom customer was a Target girl and now greens are easier to find than ever. I'm so, so excited. I also have a sneaky little code for you guys to use on the Bloom website. It's code POW, P-O-W, for 10% off greens at bloomnew.com. That's P-O-W at bloomnew.com. Enjoy. Hi guys, my name is Sarah Nicole and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays, subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the Birds with Fire on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. So were you ever following the LDS guidelines or not at all? No, absolutely not. From the beginning, no. I mean, my grandparents would take me to church, Mm -hmm. which Mormon, and I am not talking shit on the Mormon faith, by the way. And because I've gone shit for that before. I'm Mm -hmm. not. But I hated church, but I think Mormon, Catholic, whatever, every fucking kid hates going to church, right? So I went to church when I was younger, but I and I also think my mom was kind of stepping away from the Mormon faith as well. Why do you think? Because it was so different in Argentina versus Utah. Oh, my gosh. That's so interesting that you point that out. That's exactly why, because the Mormon culture in Utah is so different than in Argentina. It's clicky. It's it's Mm. you know what I mean? Judgmental. Yes. I actually haven't been to Utah before, but I've heard it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's if you're like an outdoorsy type person, if you like to ski, it's there's no better place at all. Or if you like OxyContin. If you love OxyContin or painkillers, there's a there's a plethora for you there. So how did you get into that whole side of things if everyone else was so religious? So I'm going to private Catholic school. So those kids are not, right? They're not Mormon. So they're kind of, they're wild. And there was a lot of money at that school. It was mostly, you know, fairly wealthy kids. Uh, Do you fairly well? No, I feel like all kids just get into drugs. (laughs) Not all kids. That was quite the generalization. Not all of them. They experiment. Yeah. So the reason I started doing that, to be honest, I, you know, I grew up, my father was never in the picture. 
So I grew up with a single mom. I met him for the first time. I think I was in high school. I must have been sometime in high school. And I remember going to therapy because my mom had me in therapy since diapers. Oh, yeah. That's that's an interesting approach. I like that. I I loved it. And I think she did that because she felt a lot of guilt mm-hmm. for me for like raising me without a father figure. But it was great. And I think that's also contributed to me and my my EQ is very, very high. You yeah. know? Yeah. Did you have you continued doing therapy since? Yes. Off and on, but I'm definitely doing therapy now. I think everyone should be in therapy. Are you in therapy? Since I was 14. Okay. I think it's so important. It's beyond important. Yeah. Beyond. And, and there's a lot of options now. Like I know a lot of people have said, oh, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. There's a lot of options now online. Yeah. A lot of things you can do. And I think talking to someone makes everything. Right. It sounds silly because you would think, you, oh, I can talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. But talking to someone who actually knows how to give professional advice and even science behind what you're feeling, uh-huh. I think is so helpful. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Because they have, you know, background and knowledge that your friends and your family don't. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times that I've had a therapist point out something, why I'm acting a certain way or doing something. And I'm like, holy shit, light bulb moment. That makes sense, you know? And so I think it's really important. What the fuck were we talking about? I literally don't know. (laughs) We're talking about therapy. Oh, okay. Me being in therapy since I was in diapers. Yes. And yes. Yes. So then my therapist and my mom, I remember in high school, asked me, would you like to meet your biological father? Mm -hmm. My mom was like, I just want to give Sophia the option. I was like, sure like I I guess whatever met him twice once he came to the states because he lives in Spain and then one time I met him in Spain and after that trip he never spoke to me again and so I think that has contributed to like you know abandonment issues like issues with self-worth right Mm -hmm. because it's one thing to grow up with a single mom it's a nut and you never be your dad. It's a completely different thing to meet him. Do you regret meeting him? I don't. I don't. Good. I, I think, you know, I think I would have regretted not meeting him. And I know my mom told me he reached out to my mom and was like, you know, I just I don't know how to connect to her. Like, I don't know what to do. Can you help me? And my mom was kind of like, you, you, you do it. Like, what do you mean? Like, I, I've, you know, brought you guys together. It's like, now you can take it upon yourself if you want to. So there's no relationship there. Then can I just keep talking about my my trauma? Because I could just keep going. I'm loving this. I love a little trauma work. (laughs) Okay. But I'll, I'll make it quick. And I, and I had an amazing childhood in so many ways. My mom is such an incredible mom. She's my best friend. She seems like a ride or die. She, Oh, yeah. Beyond. Mm-hmm. Beyond. But when I was six, she met my dad. Not my biological dad. My, you know, not... I call him dad, though. Mm-hmm. And he is also a great guy. I call him dad to this day. He had serious substance abuse issues. In and out of rehab, you know, there, it like started with coke and then it was like methamphetamine. And so like that was in the house a lot. So there was definitely trauma there. They divorced. And so I think growing up in a household like that where there's like a lot of turbulence, yeah. 
I think that probably somewhat contributed to me being a little bit wild in high school. Mm -hmm. But I also think I was just kind of just like a wild child. That that was just my personality, you know? I was going to say, have you always been so entertaining? Because I think people find you really interesting and fun to listen to. Yeah. Thank you. That, yeah. Wow. Have you always had that in you? I have. You know what? I'm going to just own it. Please. Yes, I have. I've all, I was always a class clown. Mm -hmm. I was always, you know, being like kind of out there. Even in middle school, I kind of was always like that. And I can fully relate to the turbulent household. I think it just, yes, we're all experimenting when we're kids, but also it just makes you angry. Right. I think it makes right. you a little like, uh huh. fuck this. I'm going to go out. I'm going to show them, mm -hmm. do my own thing. Mm -hmm. I've been there too. And I think it's interesting how much our relationships with our parents just changes who we are. Right. And how the relationship you have with your parents and your childhood it never goes away. Like, I'm still that girl, right? In so many ways. I know. And that's why I think therapy is so important. Right, because you get to go back and it hurts, it's painful, but you get to uncover those things and dissect exactly what happened and yes. run through it. Until you do that, I feel like you don't ever heal. A thousand percent. I totally agree. And I also think, you know, in some ways, and this is the silver lining, I think it kind of was cool. <laughs> It wasn't cool that that shit happened to me. It was dope. It makes you unique. <laughs> but it added to my personality. You know, I have yeah. depth. I have layers to me. Mm -hmm. And I think it it made me a really strong person. It made me weak in some ways, but very, very strong in some ways. And it, it forced me to deal with things at a young age. So now that I'm older, I can, you know, handle things in a very adult healthy way. And I think a lot of people who are super successful mm -hmm. in the entertainment industry specifically, yeah, they all have trauma. Right. Everyone. Right. Everyone I talk to has been through something. Yes. Because it fuels you yes. in a way. Like, I don't think we'd be here right now when we didn't have trauma. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So growing up in Utah, mm -hmm. were topics like sex, mental health spoken about in your household or were you kind of the trailblazer? So the... Once again, to the Mormon faith, their views on sex and how they talk about it is don't talk about it. Don't do it. It's like that scene from Mean Girls, like you will get chlamydia and die <laughs> type thing. And there's a lot of things that go on because of that. Like there's a lot of loopholes. I'm sure you've heard of soaking. <laughs> no, I always end up having to talk about. So oh, I may I, have heard you speak about this. Yeah, before. It's, it's just when a guy puts his penis in a girl's vagina, but he won't. He won't. He won't like. Yes, yes, yes. Move. Right. Soaking. He'll just marinate. Park it inside. I hate the marinade. <laughs> I hate the marinade. It's not for me. But but like <laughs> that's the shit they're doing. Right. Because it's not considered sex. That's or, not sex. No. Or crazy. I'm going to take it up one level. Sometimes I'll have their friend go under the bed and put his feet up on the mattress and like push it up and down. No. So it's not like he's. No. Yes. This seems like a lot of work. Right. To avoid it. And what a friendship too. Like you, you would have to be homies for that to happen. Are you just not speaking, do you think, during? 
L- right. I don't think so. There's probably no. Oh, I- wait. Yeah. You couldn't. You couldn't be like, wait, slow it down. Yeah. No. It up. No. There's definitely <laughs> no conversation. So your friend is literally in control of how that sex is going to go down. I'm terrified. Wow. I, I would definitely pick a friend with like, you know, that does not skip leg day. I'm just saying that right fucking now. Facts. We need someone lifting a lot of weight. Yes. For that one. We do. But um, so not spoken about. No. No. In no, your no. household either. My mom, coming from Argentina, they are, I mean, Europe, South America, they're a lot more open about talking about sex Mm -hmm. than we are here in the States. Mm -hmm. So my mom would talk to me about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, she she was open about it. She was. But I, the way that I would talk about it so openly, I, I could not tell you where that came from. Really? And I, it wasn't that I was even that promiscuous. Like I wasn't even you know, having sex with like a bunch of people at all. I lost my virginity at 17, you know, but I just thought it was like fun to talk about. In my house, uh-huh. no one spoke about it. We didn't even talk about periods. So when I got my Stop period, it. I didn't tell anyone. What did you think was happening? I was dying. Stop. And I was also older, which was interesting. I was like 16, 17 when I got my period. And you didn't run to your mom like, Hi, I'm bleeding down no, there? No, because I think when the conversation isn't had, you feel embarrassed. Right. You feel like something's wrong with you. Right. So having shows like yours and having you speak about it, I think is so important for people like me, like Mm -hmm. younger girls that are listening and realizing, oh, it's okay. Yeah. You know, because in a lot of households, I don't think people talk about it. They don't. They don't. It's it's crazy to me how much sex is still not talked about and how much of a stigma there still is. You know, to this day, my mom, who's very open she will to this day call me and say, Sophia, like, did you really have to talk about like sucking dick like that and be that graphic about it? You know, and I'm like, women are out here sucking dick. Men are out here (laughs) sucking dick. Like sucking dick is happening, mom. And I am talking about it. And why do I have to like... Does your family listen to your show? My mom does. Religiously, like every episode? Every episode. Which is, we love the which support. Is, I, we do, but it's super fucking annoying because she'll be like, why did you why did you have to say the F word that many times? Like, just don't listen. Just right. don't listen. Like, why do I need that type of feedback? OK, so this was my question. Do they have input? And it sounds like they do. Yeah, my mom wants me to say the F word less. That's that's her big one. She would like me to not be so graphic when I talk about sex. But I mean, my my show, I'll talk about sex. I also talk about mental health. I talk about my life. Yeah, you have, your show has become really well-rounded, I feel like. Yeah, thank you. Was that an intentional shift? No, it hmm. wasn't intentional. My old show, it was all about sex, the entire thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think just as I evolved and got older, it was like, I still think sex is very important and something we should talk about. But I also think mental health is just as important and I have more depth to me than that. It can get a little tricky though because I'm very open about my personal life, you know? Right. What is that like to share intimate details of your life? Because I think obviously your audience loves it. Right. And they want to hear everything. Yeah. How do you balance that? It's fucking hard. And it's very, very hard because I refuse to lie to my listeners. Like Mm -hmm. I will not do that. But I also have to protect, you know, the people in my life yeah. as well. So, for instance, the 
last show, I was very open about who I was dating. And that was the biggest mistake of my life, right? I mean, for those of you who don't know, like there was a whole public thing and he was kind of like ripped apart on the internet and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, never again. Well, I want to talk about a guy that I'm dating. So it, it's it's hard. It's difficult, right? I mean, do you ever feel, were you ever scared to be public and open with your, about your husband? He was there from the beginning. I actually feel like I've shifted away from that. I used to share him so much and now I don't. Oh. Because it felt like it was getting in the way of our relationship. Ooh. Like if I was like, oh, hop in this photo or will you film this video with me? He clearly didn't enjoy it and it was causing arguments mm. and I was like it's just not worth it right to beg him to be in this photo yeah you know even though the audience loves it and I appreciate that from them so much if it's causing an actual fight in my relationship I'm not doing it right so I've shifted away from that oh that's so interesting so you started heavily like having yeah. him involved in the whole thing yeah and then it's kind of faded out a people little bit. ask where they think we like broke up right because he's not now it's just fee in all my content and they're like are you married to fee now what's happening but i shifted away from it yeah when you go on dates are people like whoa don't talk about me on your show does that ever happen that has happened before and i am like who the fuck do you think you are like do not flatter yourself you're not entertaining I, enough for sophia no. with an f I, no, like I've gone on one date with you, like one, and then a bit low key. Like I absolutely going to talk about them, like on that week's episode. I mean, it's good content, but for people I really care about, you know, I I try to protect that as best as I can. But I think it's going to hit a breaking point because I I can feel like my listeners kind of being like you're hiding a huge part of your life. They know, yeah. You know, when I was recording in the other studio yesterday, they mm -hmm. were all like, Fofia, we want to hear about Fofia. My f audience loves you. Really? They want the deets. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I fucking love them. They love the collab. They love it. They do. When you first... We should we should do like a spinoff show. Oh my I'm God. just saying. You can teach me about all the drugs. In, in, in all the drugs. I'll tell you about all of them. And then you can tell me how to take care of myself yeah you know no I love and this. not just like walk in here with a fucking confetti cookie like that's also what I had for breakfast you will teach me about oxycontin <laughs> and I will teach you about wellness and we'll find like a balance we'll find a balance you know because it can't just be like all fun and you know imagine the audience we would get <laughs> imagine the mix of what type of person's listening Right. It can't be all health all the time. And it can't no. be all fun. Right. Doing drugs all the time. And I like also need your help finding out where to go out in New York because me and Fee want to hit the town on Saturday. And we're like, where do we go? Oh, thank God you said Saturday. Because Can I come? Well, listen, we we're coming with you. You oh, don't know that oh, yet. Oh, okay. We were actually just going to go wherever you were going. Okay. I'm telling you that live time I, now. OK, well, I'm going to set up some things. We're going out. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so happy you said tomorrow because I'm like, if we're going out tonight, like, no, ooh, I better go God, take a no. nap. I'll be in bed by nine tonight. Oh, me too. But I will tell you about all the hot spots. You want me to tell you right now? Give us some right now. What What are we? What, Am I going to the box tonight, Saturday night? <sighs> okay, so the box is like a personal, I have a personal obsession with the box. The box used to be really out of control. I've heard really crazy stories. It, they had to calm it down. 
I I mean, I remember one time a woman, you know, sucked a goat's penis Stop until it, right it came in her mouth. I'm not. This isn't a joke. Stop it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. Were you there for that? I wasn't there for that. But around that time, I remember like my friends telling me about it. They tell me they told me something. There was a woman who was like in love with a horse and did some and I think gave the horse a hand job. Don't give me this. I don't know. I'm in my horse <laughs> era right now. I really am. I've been horseback riding. I love them. I hate hearing this. No, she loves. I mean, she no, loves I, the horse. Well, I yeah, <laughs> clearly. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the horse loved it too. I mean, who knows? But like, Sophia, I can't wait for our spinoff show. I really the sound bites. I am. I apologize, guys. I'm obviously fucking around. That's a bestiality. Is fucking disgusting. I do not support it. At all, ever, under any circumstances. PETA, do not come for me. I care about animals. I try to eat vegan as much as possible. Oh, maybe we'll go there at some point in this interview. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but, okay, so the box used to be insane. And then I'm sure, you know, PETA caught on to what they were doing. They were probably pissed. And I'm sure they didn't like that very much. And so it's a little bit toned down, but it's still fantastic. I went there a couple weeks ago and, like, this man, he came out as a man, but then took his top off and it was a, it was, he, he had tits Amazing. and a penis. Amazing. And he took a shit on stage. Sophia. And then this he, is the toned back version of Yes, box. yes, yes, yes. And then he was, he was throwing glass at people. It was, it's incredible. And that's where we're going tomorrow. I'm taking you. I. And you're going to have the best time. Should we podcast live time? Oh, I'll be giving you guys all my feedback, like as I get hit in the <laughs> face with glass. With, no, with glass, but also his penis. Like, like he was like. People, did you get hit in the face? I didn't get hit in the face with his penis, but my friend did. I mean, that's what he claims. He could have been just like being dramatic, but the penis was like right here. Best night of her life. Okay, so we're going out Saturday night. What about Acme? <laughs> Acme is a solid place to go. We were told it's a direct quote dick vortex. Okay, a dick vortex. Mm -hmm. I this is not for me. I'm married. This is for my assistant. (laughs) (laughs) She's so mad right now. I love how you just throw her under the bus for everything. She's the best content I have. She's way more interesting than me because I'm wifed up. Yeah. Oh, so you have to live vicariously through her. Yeah. Every guy we pass on the street in New York, I'm like, V. Yeah, great. I love that. But it's a solid place to go. Yeah, that used to be my old stomping grounds for sure. So I listened to a recent solo episode you did and you said you feel like you've had the most growth you've ever had in the last six months. Mm -hmm. How so? What's happening? I think in the last six months, I moved back to New York Mm -hmm. after a two year hiatus. So that was a huge change. Yeah. I went through a breakup. Mm-hmm. That was about six, seven months ago. I turned 30 mm-hmm. and got my first apartment alone. Mm-hmm. And I just had to deal with a lot of demons and things that I think I was running away from and hiding from. I had to really get my business off the ground and running. I mean, I started so few enough two years ago, but you know, for a a lot of that time, it was just trying to keep my head above water, right? You were healing still. I was healing. It was like a startup. It was like Mm -hmm. startup culture. I'm like, 
I don't know how to start a team. I don't even know what type of people I need on a team. You you know. Hiring is the hottest part, right. I think. Right. What am I going to talk about on my show? Where am I going to do my show? You know, mm-hmm. all of those things. And so I think, yeah, that's where a lot of that growth has come from. And and being, you know, single somewhat. 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 I'm I'm going, I always say this, my listeners get so annoyed and I'm going to give them a full, just like, I'm going to tell them all of it. In I my, can't wait. I am. For I that am. episode. I, I think it's going to be next episode. So where would you say you're at now, mental health wise versus 2020? A complete 180. Really? A complete 180. What tools did you use? Like, how did you heal from that? I mean... So there's there's so many. I think it was time, mm-hmm. you know. I think it was therapy. I think it was because it was a form of PTSD. You fully. Know? Oh, my gosh. Fully. I can imagine coming back to New York even was triggering. Yeah. And I think I avoided New York mm-hmm. for, for two years for that reason, right? Yeah. So that was like when I came here, I really had to just like, you know be head on and straight on and just face all of the face the music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think it was therapy. I think it was time. I think it was it was taking those hurdles and doing the things that were scary to me Mm -hmm. that made me grow and made me stronger and like just getting myself confidence back. Right. Yeah. I, I remember even just like starting the show, I was still a little bit like meek and self-conscious and, you know, and I just have really come into my own. You so have. Yeah. I feel like everyone's talking about your show right now. You're all over TikTok. You had quite the comeback. Yes. Thank you, you so much. You have a huge range of guests. Yeah. Super interesting topics. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing to watch. Honestly. Yes. Thank you so much. That actually means the world to me. What is your view now on cancel culture after going through it? Do you feel like it's improved or do you think people are just scared to say what they actually think? What a great fucking question. I think it's a mixture of both. Mm -hmm. I think that when cancel culture first, you know, like hit its peak. Which is kind of when it happened to you. Yeah. You were one of the first, I think. Yes, yes. Canceled big time. Big, big time. And canceled for what like I'm sorry did I say something you know homophobic or racist or derogatory or did I murder someone nope I had a business disagreement with someone which I've had we've you all have. we've all had business disagreements and they should stay private and they should stay private I mean I actually I went to a dinner I went to this wedding And they sat me next to another very famous podcaster Mm -hmm. who had also had a business disagreement with his co-host. And he was kind of kicked off the show and canceled. And he ended up in a mental facility for trying to kill himself. And no wonder they sat us next to each other. I'm like, oh, that's how ironic I'm sitting next to a fucking famous podcaster that was canceled. But it's, kind of a blessing it, to get to talk was, to someone like oh, that. Oh, it felt so good to talk to him. Yeah. But it, I'm just pointing that out because it's not a joke. Yeah. How it mentally affects people, you know? We're not designed to handle that. I mean, social media in itself, we're not designed no. to be seeing what everyone's doing 24-7. No. That much feedback is like, 
unfathomable to even right. be able to handle that. Right. To to feel like, and in my instance, the entire fucking world wanting you dead is not a good feeling. Do you have a lot of other public figures ask you for advice when they go through it? I have had a couple people reach out. And what I tell them is it will pass. Obviously, I think there are certain things that are so bad Mm -hmm. that certain people deserve to be canceled. Yeah. You know, like there are certain things, but those are very few and far between. Mm -hmm. People make mistakes. And I think cancel culture is just complete bullshit. It took two years and I'm not even I'm basically I think actually I will never say I'm fully healed. It'll always be a part of you. Right. But I mean, I'm just the happiest I've ever been. But I I will say, and I'm sure you feel the same way. It's kind of, I can't just get on the microphone and and just talk however the fuck I want. Yeah. Do you feel nervous now (laughs) of getting canceled or do you not even think about it? I love how you said, I can't just get on a mic and talk about whatever I want after I just got done talking about a fucking woman giving a horse a blowjob. Anyways, I do talk about a lot of things, but... I am just a lot more cautious about it, which yeah. which is a good thing. Yeah. But I think sometimes it can be debilitating where it's where it's not good. I think there's a line. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's good to think about what you're saying and the impact it's having. But at the same time, there's we're no, no one's going to learn anything if right. no one's saying how they actually feel mm-hmm. or we're able to debate something. Like, if we disagree yes. with someone, that should be OK. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard situation mm-hmm. and the and the people just sucking Johnny Depp's dick like, oh, my God, he's a hero. Da, da, da. Like yep. Amber Heard, like villainizing the fuck out of her. I don't know what went on in that relationship. I'm sure they were both fucking crazy. But like, you don't know her. And she is now canceled forever. Right. Career ruined. Career ruined. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you weren't in that marriage and I, I don't know I think it's bullshit Amber if you're listening I will have you on my podcast I just DM me. <laughs> ignore everything I just said <laughs> come on the show you just said you turned 30 recently correct mm-hmm. any advice I'm turning 30 relatively soon okay two years is there any mind two years fuck? how do you what is your view on turning 30 because so many people speak about it as if it's like Terrifying. Let me tell you a little something about turning 30. Okay. Because I walked into it thinking it was nothing. It's like, it's, it's what, oh my God, just because there's not number two in front of it, I'm a fucking different human being. Mm The thing is, is like I preach that so much. It it doesn't mean shit. Like 20s are the new third or your 30s are the new 20s. And then I did subconsciously like start realizing there is I don't know if it's just because society has made us feel this way. But let me give you an example. You will look in the mirror and you'll see something shining in your hair and you'll be like, oh, my God, my hair's graying. You're overthinking my, everything. My hair is going white and I'm going to have to. Holy shit. Like I'm aging insane. The I have very bad bags under my eyes right now from lack of sleep, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I have been dealing with insomnia a little bit. I'm getting it under control. But I looked in the mirror and I was like, your eyes look so hollow, so sunken in. The circles are so dark. You are old as fuck. <laughs> and it's like, first hmm. of all, you look amazing. So no. this is crazy. <laughs> I see no hollows. No. 
I see a mature <laughs> no, but Kelly it's- bag 30 year old <laughs> next to me. Uh, Kelly bag. Kelly-, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly bags, plural. Yes. But it's like, <laughs> hmm, Sophia, maybe it's not the fact that you're 30. Maybe it's because you haven't fucking slept in four weeks. You know what I mean? What What's the deal with insomnia? I've actually never had it, but it sounds awful. It is. It is awful because the thing with insomnia is you don't sleep. And then when you get in bed, you're you get so much anxiety that you're not falling asleep that Mm -hmm. it becomes this vicious cycle. Right. Yeah. So like it got to a point where I was scared of my bedroom and I would just sit on the couch until like 5 a.m. until I couldn't keep my eyes open, because if not, if I got in my bed, I would start getting so much anxiety. Oh, my God. What time is it? Oh, my God. You have all this shit to do tomorrow. The clock is ticking. I get that. I don't even have insomnia. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You, do you do the you count backwards well, thing? Like, I'll get this many hours yes. of sleep if I go to bed at yes. this time. Like yeah. last night, I couldn't. I was in bed by nine. That's I'm a grandmother. But I see. I, I want to be like that. Are you not like that right now? I'm a three, four a.m. If I go to sleep, I love Sometimes how different I don't go to we sleep are. At all. I love the difference in our I know, routines. I know. That's how we're gonna start our show. And so, gonna... how are you improving this insomnia? So, <laughs> how am I improving it? I have not been improving it in the healthiest of ways. I did see a psychiatrist. He prescribed me temporary Ambien just to get it, just to get it on to like a regular schedule. But if it's helping you sleep, then... Yeah, but I, I, I need to get off of it at some point. But I have tried a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. Shutting down work at a certain hour. Yes. I, and you probably do this too. Maybe yes. I'm working in bed, right? At mm-hmm. 10 p.m. sending an email. Oh, no. That's not... That's definitely not helping. No. So then my brain doesn't shut off. Because you're stressed. Yeah, You're on high alert. Yes, I've started a bedtime routine. I give myself at least 30 minutes to just chill, unwind. Mm -hmm. I've really tried to, you know, not look at the electronics, but... What about weed? See, that's the thing, Maris. I can smoke Oxycontin and be perfectly fine, but marijuana... You're kidding. ...sends me straight to the hospital. I swear to God. She's like laundry detergent or nothing. (laughs) No, I've tried some hardcore drugs in my day. You know, coke like a lot, and I and I can, but no weed. I don't know marijuana. Just it it I can't handle it. I don't know why. See, I'm big into it. See, I really I I want to train myself to be able to. <laughs> I want to. Could you help me? No, yeah, I'll help you. I got you. A training. You'll camp. help me get more into hard drugs. <laughs> I'll help you get into weed. Drugs are not good, by the way, people. Not those kinds. No, just greens and slute merch. Hmm. Right. Slute merch. Slute merch. I love my slute merch, by the way. <laughs> Oh my God. We have options. I love wearing that as a married woman. I'm like, I have, <laughs> just so you know, husband, I do have options. Anytime you guys get in a fight, you, you come downstairs in the crew. That's neck. my fight outfit. That's a fighting outfit. It's I a fighting outfit. I love that. Let them know what the fuck is up. I have options. Any Sophia listeners, if you're married, just save it. Yeah. Save it for a nice fight. Even if you're married, you have options. Just saying. What's a wellness trend that you're into right now and one you're not into? Wellness trend, I am into meditation. Oh, what? Huge. My favorite app is Waking Up with Sam Harris. I am obsessed with him. I am obsessed with that app. I am obsessed with meditation. I feel like it's, I feel like that's actually been a big part of my healing and becoming, because it's, you know, your, your brain is 
for most people out of fucking control. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and meditation just teaches you how to be in control of your brain and, you know, handle emotions in, in a different way. Yeah. Wellness trend I'm not into. I don't know. I'm not going to say that one because I think that one's very, very rude. <laughs> journaling. Journaling. I'm sorry. I have to say it. I think I don't know. I don't get it. That's fine. Do you are you a big journaler? I was for a month. Listen, I and was did for it a help month. you? Yeah, but the meditating, I think I did it with meditating. And I think the meditating was more powerful than the journaling. Okay. If I'm being real. I get, you know, sometimes I will write down my thoughts in my notes yes, app. We love my, the notes app. The notes app on the phone is fine. If anyone were to read my notes app, they'd be oh, fucking terrified. 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 That's my worst fear. Yeah. But it's it's the journal. Like something about like the journal and the journal is like, I don't know. I don't know. You know I, what ended up happening to me? I would write the same thing every day. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Wait, what what am I grateful mean? for? Um, food. Oh, oh, you would write down what you're grateful for. Yeah, oh, I thought same... you meant like you had the same like issue every single day. I'm like, no, but oh. I did. Oh, I kept okay. writing the same thing. <laughs> I was like, this is not helping me anymore. I'm done with the journaling. That is but I funny. love the meditating. The meditating is so transformative. And I see it in you. I feel like you've definitely changed a lot in mm-hmm. the last few months. And I feel like it's the meditating. I mean, you kind of are a therapist in yourself. <laughs> like, I, I already feel just better about myself on this podcast. Should I quit my job? Yes. Should I quit Bloom? Yes, and just but actually don't because I fucking love the matcha Bloom. Thank you. Obsessed. Thank you. What is the mixer thingy? The electric mixer. Isn't she powerful? I use her for oh, everything. I think she could mix cement. She could mix anything. <laughs> I think so. I just I love her. I use her every single day. And I just I love everything that you do. I really do. That makes me happy. Yes. Del- Delaney you. is the one that introduced me. She, you were a huge inspiration. We love Delaney. Yes. Shout out Delaney. For, we her, love you. for her fitness journey. You're like the huge inspiration. For Thank her. you. Yes. Sophia, where can people find you online? Where can they listen to the show? So my podcast is called Sophia with an F. You can find me anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then my social media is very fun. It's Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y on all my social media channels. And I just got verified on TikTok. (gasps) So I'm kind of famous. I'm kind of just like on top of the world. And that's just me. Killing it. We love you, Sophia. (laughs) See you at the box. Yes. Saturday night. Thanks for having me, Mari. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Go comment on my last Instagram at Mari Llewellyn with the guest you want to see next. I'll be picking one person from the comments to send our bloom greens to. Make sure you hit follow so you never miss my weekly episodes. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to share and leave a review. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.